Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. Oh, Jackson Arnold just committed to Oklahoma. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or Twitter, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. I'm in black and she's in pink. It's Ashley Pickle. I have on black as well, to a certain extent. Oh, okay. My undershirt has white and black on it. Oh, okay. But I do have on pink, which is not a normal color for me to That's wear. That's why I was noteworthy. You know what I mean? That's me, tough. I'm just wearing black because, you know, I'm the dark cloud. I, uh, when you, the first day you came back, I didn't realize it, but I wore like a, like a really dark blue shirt and black jacket and all this stuff. And I walk in and Will goes, is it like funeral day? Cause Tepper's back. I was like, yeah. So now that you've been back, I figured I could wear bright colors again. Yeah. You're used to the pain. Yeah. Today is Monday, January 24th, 2022, 304 days till Thanksgiving. And I should note 10 months until Thanksgiving. Wow, look or at that. 10 months because uh, Thanksgiving is on November 24th. Uh, happy birthday to Kristen Schaal. Do you know who Kristen Schaal is? I don't think I do. Maybe She I is uh, a comedian. She was in, she's been in a bunch of things, but most noteworthy, she's Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers, and she yes. was Sarah Lynn on BoJack Horseman. There you go. Uh, episode 1,318. On today's show, guys, we've got headlines from across the state, including uh, we're going to talk about A&M's uh, assistance hire, making some big assistant hires, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, a flurry of step bomb sism. A flurry of, of, including ones that have come down that you do not have lower thirds. No, I don't. Because I've already, <laughs> they're already one that I, I didn't send you. We'll get into that. In the back half of the show, we will hear from the new head coach of the Abilene Christian Wildcats, Coach Keith Patterson. I caught up with Coach last Friday, or last Friday, this past Friday. Uh, we had a great conversation about. Uh, taking over the job at ACU, uh, moving from Lubbock to uh, to Abilene, taking over this job, his first head coaching job, uh, and filling out his staff. He's got a really exciting staff out there at Abilene Christian. We will talk with, we will hear rather from Coach Keith Patterson of Abilene Christian coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Terry Crawford, mm-hmm. Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Daniel Agnew. And I want to do a quick shout out because Aaron Arbuckle asked his uh, his youngest girl turns four today. So happy birthday to little girl happy Arbuckle. Birthday birthday to to girl arbuckle yes happiest birthday <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> it feels weird daughter arbuckle <laughs> all right let's get into some headlines let's start in the college ranks this came down it's been rumored from across uh for for a while now uh but became official late early last week and that is the um 
that Texas A&M has a new defensive coordinator. You may remember that Mike Elko, uh, the longtime, I should say a long time, like since Jimbo Fisher's been there, there. <laughs> uh, defensive coordinator for Texas A&M, uh, left to go take over as the head coach at Duke. He's the new head coach at Duke, and so they were looking for a defensive coordinator. They have made a hire. They have hired uh, DJ Durkin. DJ Durkin was most recently, uh, this past year, he was the defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator for Ole Miss. Um, he has a. Uh, he was at one point the defensive coordinator for Florida, where he was pretty darn good. He was the defensive coordinator for a year at Michigan before taking over as the head coach in Maryland. He was a head coach at Maryland for two seasons. Um, and yeah, I will say that it, at Florida, when he was defensive coordinator, defense was pretty darn good. The year that he was a defensive coordinator at Michigan, pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Last year against last year at Ole Miss, it's it's weird they were not. That good, honestly. They 97th in total defense. They were, I believe, boo, 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 boo. Uh, let me see if I can pull this out. Or 51st in um, in scoring defense. Furthermore, like the 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 numbers, um, and part of it is you just got to go hire somebody, and he's but and he's got a good history. But like the like at Ole Miss, like the the advanced analytics don't really like what they did defensively. They were 76th according to um, to one EPA measurement, according to our friend Bill Connolly at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there uh, that Ole Miss was for where was their let me. I'm sorry, I had it 42nd in this SP plus measurement. So their defense was. Fine, I would say average last year. Yeah. Um, at Lane Ole Kiffin Miss. is not much of a defensive guy, so that it, probably plays some. Sure, and part of it is also that they, you know, their offense did score so much that you know, and they scored quickly that it put left their defense. In, in, um, I'm willing to hear that as an argument as well. Um, it is we we probably do need to talk about DJ Durkin though because there is one big part of his biography that I think is noteworthy that I've had a lot of conversations with my buddies who are Aggies that is you know it's it's troubling for them um, when he was the reason he is no longer the coach at Maryland was uh, during a practice in 2000 and in August 2018 um, oh, I'm sorry May 2018 it was a summer workout. Um, a player named Jordan McNair. Jordan McNair was hospitalized after practice, showing signs of heat stroke and exhaustion uh, while participating in a team workout, and then he later died. Uh, he was 19 years old, Jordan McNair was. Um, they started looking into it, and uh, rather, you, Maryland started looking into it. Um, the... <sighs> I think it's fair to say that when you take a look at what that the culture there at uh, at Maryland, this was probably this was something that they you know was str- too strenuous. Uh, you know he was basically they uh, you know ESPN uh, did an investigation of their own, talked about heat stroke, and his teammates and medical staff noticing an apparent seizure before uh, one hour before an, a nine one one call was placed. Um, they another investigation into the culture of Maryland football was started after ESPN published that they put DJ Durkin on leave. DJ Durkin was found was not found to be. Um, there was a, I believe there's a civil suit. DJ Durkin was not found to be liable for the death of Jordan McNair, but DJ Durkin was fired, and DJ Durkin was. I think it's fair to say he oversaw a program that had a pretty toxic culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's a way to put it. Um, now, he's a pretty darn good defense coordinator. He's a pre- defensive mind. He's a pretty darn good recruiter. Um, 
but there is that stain on him. And in having conversations with buddies of mine who are who are AM fans, they are it makes him a little icky. You know what I mean? It's it's this is a guy who in a lot of other industries might be blackballed. Uh, but it is, uh, it, you know, he was obviously taken in by Lane Kiffin as the off- as defensive coordinator there. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Um, it, it makes me feel a little gross, I I'll be honest. Say, it's that's, a, just, that's me. It's a but moral it, thing. I mean, but he's, yeah, but I it's mean. It's hard to cheer for like, someone with a stain like that. Professionally, he's good at his job. Right, right? but do I you mean, push aside? That. <laughs> that's exactly right. Do you push aside your morals to cheer for that? It's well, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a and, and, and like I said, I've talked with buddies who are Aggies who, you know, live and die with this program, right. and they hire DJ Durkin, and, and a lot of thought is like, gross. why did it have to be him? Well, and, you know, you know, there's been a lot of talk of, like, maybe Lane Kiffin's morals aren't, like, uh, the, the epitome mm-hmm. of that, so it doesn't surprise me. So when you go straight from that issue to Lane Kiffin to then this, what does that say about, the, yeah, you know? The thought was really, I think, that they were, um, that they would prefer it had been somebody else. Like, right. you know, if you're, if you're, if you're Texas A&M, you've got a blank check. You can go pre- get pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. The, the the conversations I've had with buddies who are Aggies have said, couldn't you have just gone get somebody who's yeah. as good as this who doesn't have this on their right. plate? Anyway, there's that. Um, another hire from A&M, I believe it was announced, uh, or no, this has not been announced. Uh, it was reported by uh, Texags um, that Texas A&M is, is there on the lookout for a new offensive line coach. They appear to have found it in Steve Adazio. Steve Adazio was most recently the head coach at Colorado State. Before that, he was the head coach at Boston College. Um, he's the guy who did the who has the viral video of be like, what's better than this? Guys, guys being, being dudes. dudes. That's Steve Adazio. <laughs> um, Steve Adazio. This is a guy morally you absolutely want to cheer Steve, for. <laughs> Steve Adazio was a... Um, I think it's fair to say he's pretty disappointing as a head coach, but he is renowned as one of the best offensive line minds in college football. That's, there's never been a, a, a debate about that. He's been he, people think that he's one of the very best um, offensive line coaches out there. Mm-hmm. And so Texas A&M reportedly is going to hire Steve Adazio. That is not official, but that has been reported uh, by Texags as uh, as imminent is, is kind of the way they they phrase that. Um, one other thing that kind of flew, maybe flew under your radar that I want to draw some attention to, and that is that UT Arlington is joining the whack. Whack. Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of what ifs <laughs> here, but I want to connect some dots here. So UT Arlington is going to join the whack as a full member. Um, this is this has been kind of rumored since for about three weeks now. Mm-hmm. I, it became official on Friday, I believe, Thursday or Friday. Yes. The UTA is joining the WAC. The UTA plays basketball. Pretty good at basketball. Really good at basketball, yeah. yeah. Um, they have not played football since 1985. Okay, they disbanded. They they yeah. they dissolved the program back in 1985. They still have a great football stadium that still Arlington ISD team. uses quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Cravensville. <laughs> That's right. Um. Now, we have heard rumblings there are two different rumblings that we've heard that right now are not connected one of the rumblings and i don't think this is this is a secret one of the rumblings is that uh the whack wants to get back to playing football right now the whack does not um play fbs football mm-hmm. they play fcs football that's where sam houston lives uh etc you remember those four teams that that moved over there um those were um but 
you know, they, they moved over there, Stephen F. Austin, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Abilene Christian, we, we're going to talk with Coach Keith Patterson, their WAC's program as well. That is that is not really a secret that the WAC is interested in moving up to, F, to the FBS level. The thought was that maybe these teams moving over to the WAC may be doing it in, in advance of move, making the leap to FBS. There's that. The other rumbling that we've heard for the past couple of years is that there is some interest in Arlington of re- starting the football program yeah they're in the per- prime position like they're there's, they're in the dfw there's been some there's been some some rumblings of of interested parties wanting to go out there and make this happen so i would say that ut arlington joining the whack maybe makes that a little bit more possible mm-hmm. uh you know i i don't remember what um what were they? I don't even remember what, what conference they were in. Um, they were members of the WAC before moving to the Sunbelt Conference. I guess they've been... Are they, are they like a Sunbelt basketball team? I guess they yes. are. Yes. But yeah. this would be much more... They could not... It would be pretty tough if they were to launch football, relaunch football, to jump into the Sunbelt. Because the Sunbelt's pretty well-established and, Yeah, and that's a, it's a lot of money to start that, too. So you've got to have the finances coming from somewhere. The WAC may be a little bit more of an easier on-trade football. Just a thought... Two things that I've heard that immediately sprung in my mind when I saw that that news on Friday. There's that. Let's get some high school uh, things. First and foremost, uh, I'm going to start with the one that uh, that I made you add, and then I'm going to do one that I didn't make you add because it broke literally before we came on the air. Uh, Sulphur Springs has been open um, for a little bit. They've been looking for a, a new head coach. They appear to have found one. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was. Oh, let me make sure I get this right. He deserves credit for it because he beat. Uh, you know, because he tweeted it out. Uh, it was. I want to say. I'll make sure I get it right. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry, this is bad. Yeah, it was Ashley Elam. I'm sorry, it was Ashley Elam. Uh, our buddy Ashley Elam uh, down there at KBMT. Um, he reported, was the first report, that Brandon Faircloth, the head coach at Port Natchez Groves, is headed to Sulphur Springs. He will be recommended for the head coach and athletic director job at uh, Sulphur Springs tonight at the board meeting. Matt Stepp has confirmed that he has heard, that that's the word he's gotten as well. Not official, school boards and all that fun stuff, but that is obviously pretty big doings. Brandon Faircloth is the all-time winningest coach in P&G history. At, uh, he's been uh, there for 13 years, but obviously moving to Sulphur Springs would be big doings. It would open up a big job down there in the Golden Triangle. But Port Nature's Groves appears to be coming open as Brandon Faircloth uh, could be leaving for Sulphur Springs. We'll wait for the board meeting tonight. Generally speaking, if these things come out like this, it's kind of fait accompli that he'll get approved, but you never, never know. Mm -hmm. Another one that I didn't send you, but came down right before we came on the air, and that is what's going on in Bastrop. Bastrop has made a hire. They have named Marshall, well done, Marshall head coach Jake Greedel as the head coach at Bastrop. Maybe this causes you to scratch your head a little bit. I know it kind of caused me to scratch my head. We all had a little bit of a, what? Wait a second, <laughs> what? Like Marshall's, you know, big time job out there in East Texas. We now, talked to him at a coaching clinic not yeah. too long ago. He uh, loves it out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I will say, um, you know, he's been at Bastrop, or, or rather uh, Bastrop uh, came open after Todd pa- uh, Patman was there. This has been a program that, you know, look, it's been a minute since they've been really, really good. They've been okay, kind of bobbing along six, seven wins every single year. You're probably thinking, you know, what's up? I do think one thing you need to remember is Jake Greedle 
did cut his teeth in Central Texas. He's got ties to Central Texas. I believe mm-hmm. he was like Travis assistant for a while. Family ties down uh, there. Got family ties down there. So my initial read on that is that this has something to do with getting closer to family, getting down there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Marshall appears to be coming open as Jake Greedle is leaving to go to Bastrop. Now on to the ones that were originally scripted, Pickle. Uh, do you want to do the other one that came out that Steph did? Which one was that? The Highland Park. Yeah, I guess that's worth worth noting. Because I, I went ahead and made one for that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Highland Park Athletic Director Johnny Ringo is retiring. Johnny Ringo uh, has been the uh, the athletic director there for a number of years now um, and was pretty darn good coach before that at Plano East, at Capel, at Irving MacArthur, and at Uvalde. He was on the staff at uh, SMU, I believe, for... Was that June? Might have been June Jones. Um, but he was on the staff there at SMU for a little bit. Uh, in any case, we certainly wish... No, it wasn't June Jones. Somebody else. Before he went to Plano East. Anyway, um, we uh, Johnny Ringo is going to retire as the athletic director at Highland Park. There is, of course, um, discourse about uh, the future of Randy Allen. Yeah. Uh, as to whether or not he's going to uh, to retire, to retire at at him. I mean, he is for a second know, time. <laughs> he has he has certainly accomplished. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know I don't have any inside information on that uh, this will be very interesting to keep an eye on Johnny Ringo is a pretty powerful guy yeah. there in just in athletic director circles and then obviously he kind of calls the tune there it has called the tune at Highland Park but uh, Johnny Ringo is retiring we will see what happens with the Highland Park athletic director search something to keep an eye on okay on to the ones that were originally scripted. We'll kind of we'll kind of blow through these as, as, not as quickly as possible, but uh, we'll blow through these with uh, with some relative uh, some some relative speed. Brian has a new head coach. They've hired Ricky Tullis out of Pearland. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a little surprising here. Ricky Tullis has been at Pearland uh, he, he, uh, uh, since he led George Ranch to a state championship back in 2015. Uh, he is 116 and 46 overall. He was at George Ranch, uh, kind of helped launch that program, gets in that state title back in 2015 now going to leave to go take over at Bryan after Ross Rogers um the first time first time that that job's been open in a while he was the uh, uh, Ross Rogers has, has been a, a central Texas icon mm-hmm. he retired after 36 seasons uh but we will uh, but but the new head coach there is Ricky Tullis taking over at Bryan McKinney Boyd's got a new head coach you may remember that it was uh it was Joe McBride the longtime coach there uh across t- uh, Texas high school football uh, and athletic director Joe McBride is retiring um and he you know after three seasons at the head coach as head coach of McKinney Boyd uh they have promoted their office coordinator Daniel Foster to take over as head coach that came down today Daniel Foster the new head coach at McKinney Boyd uh Rockwell Heath yeah, this one flew under my radar. Another retirement. Mike Spradlin retired uh, after a, a remarkable season, uh, you know, 18 years as a head coach. He was at Temple. He was at Rockwell Heath. Of course, he helped lead Rockwell Heath to their two best years in program history. Um, their assistant head coach, John Harrell, has been promoted to be their head coach. Mm-hmm. That came down late last week. Nick Harris uh, is sending the H. John Harrell will be the head coach. Another one that flew under the radar. Um uh, John Gaddian is has been the head coach at San Antonio Lanier uh, for uh, for the last 24 years. He is retiring uh, after uh, after a long time there. He was at Somerset for a little bit as well. Um, last year they went. The, the Vokes had a pretty darn good year, nine and three, a, a berth in the area round. Mm-hmm. They have promoted their office coordinator Sal Tellas to be the new head coach uh, there at San Antonio Lanier of the Vokes there. Uh, so be, be be strange to not hear from Coach Gaddian uh, for <laughs> for the first time in in, in a quarter century uh, from Lanier, but. Uh, the new head coach there is Sal Tellas, the office coordinator promoted from there. 
Atlanta's made a hire. You may remember Atlanta uh, coach uh, David Plunk stepped down after a disappointing season in 2021. I believe they went winless, uh, disappointing there for the Rabbits. They have made a hire uh, from Arkansas, from Arkansas High and Texas High. You remember Atlanta's up there in that northeast part of the state? Yeah. They went across the border, but it's basically down the street uh, to Arkansas High and hired their defensive coordinator by the name of Tyler Morton. Tyler Morton is going to be the new head coach of the Atlanta Rabbits uh, after a disappointing season last year, hopefully to turn things around there in Atlanta. They've had great years, just been a little bit disappointing last year uh, as Tyler Morton will take over. Kermit's made a hire. The place that my the place that my wife is furious is not the Frogs. Yeah, maybe maybe new head coach can uh, can get that done. Uh, but the new head coach is uh, is Lubbock Roosevelt defensive coordinator Nate Gensler. Coach Gensler was integral in leading Roosevelt to their best season, season in program history, all the way to the state semifinals. Their defense was was remarkable all year long. He is getting his opportunity to be a head coach. He's going to go to Kermit down there at the 3A level. Uh, the Kermit Yellow Jackets, not the Frogs, the Kermit Yellow Jackets have a new head coach in Nate Gensler. <laughs> and finally, this might have flown under the radar. I know it flew under my radar until I was emailed about it literally this morning. I didn't even notice this. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the private school ranks. At Austin Hyde Park, um, Austin Hyde Park has, uh, has named a new head coach. Their new head coach, uh, the taking over for who left that job, uh, Chuck Peterson, taking over that at Austin Hyde Park, a gentleman by the name of Phil Dawson. Perhaps you remember the name Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson is former Texas kicker and former NFL kicker. Yeah, uh, there at uh, at uh, the, the, he was at Texas and then he bounced around to a few different places: uh, the Browns, the Cardinals, the 49ers. Um, he he retired as a Brown in 2019, signed a one-day contract. He is now getting into the coaching game. He's going to be the new head coach uh, there at um, at at Austin Hyde Park. So we have uh, him and school. Jason Witten. Do we have any other former NFL coaches? Very interesting. Mike Singletary was coaching for a while. Yeah. I don't know if he still he is. He is. Uh, I believe he's at Sam Houston now. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but in any case, yeah, big doings down there as uh, as Austin Hyde Park Baptist has named Phil Dawson, former Texas kicker and former NFL kicker, to be their new head coach. So there's some headlines from across. They'll have the a good. They'll definitely have a good kicking game. If their special teams are bad, <laughs> then something I'm is have broken. <laughs> some major questions. Uh, but anyway, there are some headlines from across the state. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle. Back on Friday. Remember that? In the way, way back machine. Yeah. I had the great pleasure to sit down with the new head coach of Abilene Christian, Coach Keith Patterson, who's taking over after being the defense coordinator there at Texas Tech, uh, getting his first chance to be a head coach there at Abilene Christian. He's pretty fired up about it. I was fired up to talk to him. Here is my conversation with new Abilene Christian head coach Keith Patterson here on Texas Football Today. We're so pleased to be joined by the new head coach of the Abilene Christian Wildcats, Coach Keith Patterson. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time uh, to, to chat with us about your new job. I, I imagine the last month or so, you know, leaving Texas Tech and now moving over to Abilene Christian, I have to imagine it's been a bit of a whirlwind. It really has. You know, man, I was very, you know, 
it, it's been extremely busy and there for a while we were trying to juggle, you know, two different jobs and, and uh, preparing for a bowl game. And that, that was a great experience. And, uh, you know, then you jump right into hiring a staff and trying to recruit and uh, all, all at the same time. It's been a good busy uh, and we're excited about our future here at Abilene Christian. Yeah, there's plenty of reason to be excited uh, about what you guys have been doing. You know, I, I watched the opening press conference and 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 about you guys uh, and what a what a great fit. You know, everyone was talking about what a great fit you are for for Abilene Christian. I, I kind of want to turn that that question on its head. Why was Abilene Christian the the right move for you? What makes ACU the the right fit for for, for Coach Patterson? Well, I just think that uh, number one, uh, everything that this university stands for. You know, I mean. Uh, from, from the standpoint, it's a faith-based Christian uh, university. And, you know, that, that's been a huge part of no matter where we've coached, it didn't matter if it was the University of Tulsa or um, Pittsburgh or West Virginia or even Arizona State, Texas Tech. I mean, that's always been a, a you know, we got into this uh, industry to, to make a difference in the lives of people and uh, to make a difference, uh, change the game uh, per se. And I just thought that at this particular point in my career, uh, I thought it would be an absolute great fit, and I believe that it is. Uh, it, it sure seems like a great fit, and, and, and I'm interested. Uh, whenever you talk to uh, you, you inherit a, a, a roster that's got a lot of talent on it. But but when you when you talk to to your guys and you address them for the first time as as their new head coach, what was what was your message to them? Well, I, I think number one is you know we have to create an environment here. I I think sometimes the word culture is uh, a little bit overused in uh, in this profession and uh but I, I like I believe in chemistry. Uh chemistry uh because I believe it's uh speaking speaks to people and I I think that has been my message to our players. Number one, we we have to create an environment where we care about each other first. And, you know, I've talked to them all the time about their why. You got to remember your why and your why should always involve other people. So first and foremost, I believe that means player to player, player to coach relationships. So we have really put a major uh, uh, priority and emphasis on that here. Uh, it's just been uh, an incredible it, as far as trying to get those guys to, to buy into each other, buy into our philosophy and our coaching staff is, you know, on the road recruiting. And when those guys get back, we'll continue to build team and and build those relationships that I, that I think are going to be uh, be very strong. Well, and speaking of relationships, coach, you know, you, you're filling out your staff and, and one of the guys you bring on is uh, a guy who's who's kind of a legend around there in Jarrell Baden, you know, the all time leading receiver in, uh, in in ACU history uh, comes over from Abilene Christian. Um, you know, he's obviously got the bona fides there at ACU. But but why was uh, why was Jarrell such a, 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 an integral part of your staff? Well, number one, I mean, like you say, he's a, he's a legacy uh, here, and he left his legacy uh, not only by the type player that he was, but the type man and the type person he was. Uh, you talk to some of his teammates. You talk to some of his former coaches. They talk and speak to his toughness and his work ethic and all those things that we want to build our program around. So uh, that made it an instant connection with me personally. You know, I just loved everything that I heard about him. And then when you sit down and you meet Jarrell, You'll understand he has an, uh, an incredible story. I think that, uh, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, be able to recruit well here because he's been where these kids are have, have been. And that, that was big with me. Uh, I'm excited to have him on our staff. He's an incredible human being and uh, a great coach. And uh, he's going to be a, a big-time asset to our program. 
Another uh, big time coach that you guys added that, that may have flown other people's radar is, is you uh, this past week, you added Ryan Pugh to your staff, uh, you know, to, as your offensive line coach. This is a guy who at one point was a Bryles Award uh, nominee there when he was at Troy. I spent last year at Southern. He was, he's got a history as, as a coaching great offensive lines at, at BYU. Uh, I have to imagine you're pretty excited to bring a guy like Ryan Pugh onto your staff. No, no doubt. Ryan's experience and, and he is probably one of the more respected young offensive line coaches in America. Uh, you know, I think he has a tremendous future uh, in front of him. Uh, like I said, I think last year, I think all five of his offensive linemen made uh, all conference at, at Southern. I mean, that that's impressive. I don't care what league or where, where you're coaching. That's impressive. But anyone you talk to about Ryan that, you know, it's very knowledgeable. He's passionate about the game of football and he's a winner. At Auburn, he was a you know won a national championship as a player, and again we're trying to you know create that championship environment and uh, and mentality. Um, as far as you mentioned recruiting, you guys are out on the road recruiting. I'm, I'm interested kind of in, in your recruiting philosophy. You know, there are some some programs that are going to say, you know, we're going to keep it super local. There's others who say we're going to recruit all across the nation. Others who say we're going to rely on the transfer portal. Uh, when you take a look at at overall, you know, your uh, what you want this 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 recruiting kind of idea at ACU to be? What 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 kind of springs to mind? Yeah, I, I just think I mean number one, we're right in the hotbed of uh, football. I mean, you know, when it comes to Texas high school, uh, the coaches uh, association is the greatest there is in the United States of America, and uh, you know, there's talent. Uh, you know, we're going to draw a line of around about probably about a six uh, six hour radius, uh, and we're just going to you know get into every uh, school that we can get into. And obviously we're a developmental program. We're going to have to recruit guys and project guys into certain positions, you know, uh, maybe take, you know, big athletic guys and, and convert them to other positions. So uh, that that's kind of our philosophy when it comes to recruiting high school uh, players, we're going to project and develop those guys. And then obviously, you know, the portal is involved in anyone's uh, uh, anymore. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, you know, you have to, you have to utilize it. I mean, cause everyone else is, uh, I think it just allows you to be able to fill some holes that where you may need some immediate help. And I think if you use it wisely, I think it can benefit you, but primarily we're going to draw a, a line around a six, uh, six, six hour radius. And, and man, we can throw a rock and hit a lot of really good football players. Uh, that's that's for darn sure. And, and finally, coach, you know, I'm interested when you take a look at, at the roster you're inheriting, you know, it's hard to say this program's in a bad way, you know, five and six last year in a tough league there in the WAC. You certainly got your work cut out for you, you know, in conference play. But but when you take a look at your roster uh, that you're inheriting going forward into 2022, what excites you about this roster? Well, you're right. There are some really good football players here. And I think we just got to, uh, you know, try to create depth. Obviously, that that's a challenge no matter where you are. Uh, it is a tough league. Uh, I, the biggest thing just on the hoof and in my initial impression is we need to get some uh, size, you know, up front, offensively and defensively. Uh, you know, we do got a lot of tremendous uh, – I, I really like our running backs. I like, you know, we got a lot of really good uh, talented slot receivers – you know, got some DBs that, that have t some talent. I really like where we are at linebacker. So we're just going to try to uh, continue to evaluate those guys, make sure that we get them in, in our rights, uh, in, in the right position that fits into our scheme. And then we also want to be able to uh, uh, add to it, you know, add to that talent uh, and just fill the holes. It, it's under a constant evaluation, and uh, we're going to continue to do that here over the course of the next three or four months and uh, try to try to add to it and build and make our team stronger. 
He's Keith Patterson, his new head coach of the Abilene Christian Wildcats. Coach, congratulations on the gig. We're thrilled for you, and we're excited to see what uh, what you do out there in Abilene. That's awesome. I think the future is very bright here, and uh, our staff is excited. And uh, man, they've been out beating the bushes, and uh, they're they're all coming back today. And we're we're excited. Thank you for having us on, and uh, we look forward to great things ahead. There he is, Keith Patterson, the new head coach of the Abilene Christian Wildcats. Uh, appreciate his time. Uh, appreciate uh, Jordan. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure Jordan Harrod for for helping set that up there at ACU. Um, excited to see what he does. First opportunity to be a head coach. I know he's fired up about it. I know they're fired up out there in Abilene about it. Um, and a guy who's who's certainly got defensive chops. Um, yeah. And he's filled out a, a really fun staff there. I think he. I think it was really important for him to get some guys who know the program well, mm-hmm. and and he's doing that in a big way. So I was going to say we had some viewers in the comments going the staff that he's put together so far has been really really impressive. really impressive. It's an impressive staff, which there. is what you want from a school like that. Absolutely, there at ACU, he's done a great job there, and and we're excited to see what he does there at Allen Christian. We appreciate Keith Patterson hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, wanted to give an update since we called whatever daughter Arbuckle or whatever her name is Maddie. So happy birthday. Happy- birthday maddie, maddie. <laughs> just felt bad that we were like uh happy birthday maddie <laughs> so happy birthday maddie. Do you have any other follow-ups Did we screw anything else up no i remember do you remember do you ever watch pardon the interruption like in the like the, the show on espn they had yes. to, tony reale's first job was to be like the guy who did like the the corrections at the end of the show yeah like here's everything that we yeah, did wrong up. that's that not a pretty, bad idea pretty smart um the one other final thought that step brought up that i thought was kind of interesting he's in the comments hi step um was that he was wondering if uta did we're going to just add to our uta conspiracy theory um he threw out. He wondered if they would want to play in Choctaw Stadium. It's interesting, right? Because uh, it's Choc- right there. Choctaw is the former Globe Life well, Park, which is the former Rangers, Rangers ballpark. Yeah, um, yeah. It's because it, I don't I remember who it was, but somebody tweeted out was like, ch- like, there's a game in Choctaw Stadium. It was like, where's Choctaw Stadium? stadium. It's yep. the new naming rights of the uh, the old Globe Life Park. Uh, that would be certainly interesting too. Yeah, that's a it's huge right stadium there. But like, you've yeah. got parking. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about any of mm-hmm. that. Interesting. Keep an eye on that. I don't know. Something I'm... I just... I love our our UTA conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm just... A little, little hamster goes <laughs> goes slow, but he goes. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to new Abilene Christian head coach, Keith Patterson, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.